Welcome to Out of the Bubble. My name's Rachel Peru. Time to hear from some amazing women over 40 who are embracing life and leading a trail of inspiration along the way. I'm hugely excited about today's Out of the Bubble guest. Today we have the beautiful Erin Green. Erin is an American model who, aged 42, was the first older model to make it into America's Next Top Model, Tara Banks. Not only did she make it into the competition, she made it down for last six. And I was whooping every single time you were on the show, Erin. I was so rooting for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what made you, because obviously in the past, people that don't know, America's Next Top Model has always been for younger models. Um, so this year's the first year they opened it up to older women. What made you decide to do it in the first place? Wow, Rachel, um, it's been a dream of mine since I was young to, well, I still am, right? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but it's been a dream of mine to actually become a model. And my passion is runway. And so, you know, I ended up having kids and I knew at that moment that it probably was going to be put on hold, but I still had this passion. I still had this drive. And mm. so what happened was, was that I didn't become frustrated or, you know, impatient with the process. I said, you know what, I'm going to do what God instilled in me. What he put in me was this passion and this drive to go after what makes me happy. And so I did that and I continued to thrive within the industry regardless of age or regardless of, you know, oh, she looks too old or she's a classic model, this, that, and the other. But I just continued to enjoy what I was doing, which was uh, photo shoots, going um, out on auditions, um, whether I made it or not. I just continued on with the process, just enjoying life um, in the modeling industry. And all of a sudden, Tyra just, you know, dropped the age limit. And it was just my opportunity, but it was a young lady um, that actually got, uh, I sent in my name and that's how I actually got on the show. So it was a blessing. <laughs> yeah, it's meant to be. So yes. when, you were, you were, when you were younger, before you had kids? I didn't. I actually, uh, you know, I went through a series, uh, or a series, I went through a period of bullying um, all the way up until my high school uh, years. And it was pretty gruesome. However, um, I transitioned out of that and gained my confidence and self-worth. And it wasn't until after I had kids that I had this passion and this drive to actually, you know, want to go after it. Yeah, I love that. And how do you juggle? Because you've got got four kids. Yeah. How do you you juggle family life with home life? now that you're modeling and you're, you're all over the place? You know, nowadays you just have to be superwoman, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> our future is female. So it's like, you know, you're doing, you're doing things that, you know, regardless of the circumstances and things that may get in the way, you find a way, you know, and mm-hmm. you're just doing, you're doing the day-to-day chores and taking care of responsibilities and priorities um, first and foremost. But at the end of the day, you still have to take care of yourself. You have to have self-care. And that was one of the things that helped me to get past a lot of, you know what I'm saying, trials and tribulations yeah. in life, especially with raising a family. So, you know, I think that's what kept me going is just making sure that I had a dream and I was going after it and I had a passion and I was fulfilling it. So it was great. 
I just think sometimes things work out how they're meant to be, aren't they? And it's all part of the journey. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> so going into the house, once you'd actually got through to the to the final, was it sixteen people get through initially? I was the fifteen contestant, and 15. so yeah, I, I want to say <laughs> I, I have to say the the girls were they gave me a run for my money. You know, um, going into the competition and being in the house. It was almost like vacation for me just because, you know, I got to get away from, you know. Yeah, home life, life. Yeah. Right. And so to get to go in the house with kids that are basically my children's age. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, gosh, I'm going to be I'm back in it again. You know, is this going to be fun for me? You know, but, you know, we I was dealing with millennials and they were like about immediate gratification. I was more about let me just enjoy, sit back and, and, and really enjoy this this experience and this celebration that I was <laughs> actually yeah. experiencing. So, I mean, it, it was cutthroat, though. The um, the girls, um, they were very competitive and um, they knew what they want. And I was there to learn and try to soak up soak up everything that I could so that when I get get out of the competition and off the show that I can use what I've learned in the actual industry so it's helped a lot and I've been able to thrive and work and it's been amazing (laughs) but to go into that situation you must have had a lot of self-belief and confidence have you always been so confident or is it a thing that's come later on in life no actually that came that came later in life you know I was bullied uh and I didn't have any confidence. I didn't have high self-esteem or self-worth. I mean, from kindergarten all the way into my junior year in high school, I was dealing with bullying. And it was the most um, difficult time in my life where, mm. you know, I thought about, uh, you know, I experienced depression, thought about uh, suicide. And it, it was just a really tough time for myself. And um, And it wasn't until let's see my junior year I was running from my bully my bullies and mm. um been over fences and um the next day a guy came up to me so happened to be a track coach and he ended up um asking me you know who were you running from yesterday and I was like my bullies you know this is something that goes on almost every other day you know mm. and um and so he was like well, why don't you join the track team at that point, that basically changed my life, you know, for the better. And yeah. I gained, uh, you know, I, what, what I actually learned was that I was fast. But I think the ultimate lesson that I learned out of all of that was, you know, sometimes the most ugliest parts of your story becomes the most beautiful part of your story. And I really believe that my bullies made me into the person that I am today, you know. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't by it, it, it's it wasn't by chance. This was like a design plan that me being fast and being a track star got me a scholarship um, to be finding my own nonprofit organization called Twin of a Kind. Yeah, I was uh, talking to you about that because that sounds really interesting. Oh, yeah. And so it, it just really catapulted me into different areas in my life. And, you know, I mean, it's it's sad that I had to go through all of that. But do you think that's now giving you that kind of inner strength now to carry forward? into really what is a very competitive industry oh yes definitely you know um i think that i've learned to have tough skin i've learned that words used against me shall not prosper you know Mm. and and that um 
you know, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. But at the end of the day, you know, this industry is very savage, very cutthroat, you know, mm-hmm. and they're, and you have to have a uh, tough skin because rejection is huge in this industry. You know, yeah. they'll let you know right up front, you know, your hips are too big. You know, you have to, you know, you need to lose some weight, or, you know, or mm-hmm. you're just not the right look for us, or you're just too classic, or you're just too old, you know. And a mm-hmm. lot of times, you know, I go into these auditions and it's like, well, you have to be, we're, we're looking for 16 to 24 year old, you know, and I'm like, but I have experience, you know, I know how to walk and, yeah. you know, I know how to, you know, pose this, that, and the other, just, you have to see my work. You know, I always have to prove myself. And Tyra told me that, that I had to work even extra hard just to be able to make it and compete amongst some of this younger generation. So but it's been great, though. I mean, it's a learning experience, and I have a lot to share with a lot of aspiring models out there that are. Yeah, well, you inspired me because I started modeling a few years ago, and I absolutely yeah. love it. And I'd never done it before, and I love it. And I kind of think that being older, because I'm 48, Ooh, yes. I, think the, I think the rejection part is easier when you're older than it is when you're younger. Oh, yeah. Got that kind of, it's a benefit to go into it as an older model than it's some of these young girls because the critique is so harsh sometimes that I think it must be really difficult. I wouldn't have managed when I was younger with the rejection. I don't know about you. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think the emotional intelligence for a much more mature model is uh, the happening thing, I guess, right now. Because um, for me, if I wasn't able to kind of overcome some of life's challenges and circumstances to be able to get to where I am right now in regards to emotional intelligence, then mm. I, I, I think it would be much difficult for either one of us to be able to make it in the industry, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I think I, I think having that patience and having that attitude and and just the drive or the timing, I guess, is what I want to say, to be able to wait it out and then say, hey, you know what, I'm going to do it now. I'm ready. I'm much mature. My emotional intelligence is there. I can take it, you know, Mm, Um, versus some of these other models, these younger generation models, you know, that it's, you know, social media, technology, everything. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. So do you still get scared or do you walk into everything you do now with loads of confidence or do some things really, do you get get nervous before you do shows? I do. I do get nervous, but I, I it really goes out the door once I'm, when they say the camera is on or I'm stepping out onto that stage, my nerves go away. Um, and I think that's just from being able to take those risks, going after my dreams and just taking baby steps uh-huh. so that I can be able to take those risks. And, and it basically gains my confidence each and every time when I do that. And it's been the best, you know, and I don't get as nervous anymore. It's just, and I'm not afraid to fail. That's the biggest yeah, thing about it. Yeah, that's the key thing. Yeah. That's the key thing yeah. right there. And I think that is so vital when anybody is trying to um, overcome their fears or try a new thing, you know, I just, I just feel like you just can't be afraid to fail. I like that. That's a really good thing to take forward. What would you go back and tell your younger self? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I would really tell myself that words are very important uh, as far as in order to conquer self-doubt, you have to be able to love yourself first and foremost. Mm. Um, I think it's very uh, critical when people hear words that are negative and that are harsh and brutal to your uh to yourself you know that 
it really brings you down in every aspect of your life, you know? And I think that um, in order for us to grow as individuals, we have to be able to love ourselves first and get over doubt and fear and just be able to go out and do it, go after our dreams. Mm. I love that. What's, what do you think has been kind of the highlight for you so far in your modeling career? Oh my goodness, Rachel, like I would say the traveling, the hosting. I have a couple new projects that are coming out right now that I can't reveal, but um, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And you do kill it on the runway. I've seen you on the runway and you have got a fantastic walk. Yes, I'm going to be going to Dubai actually tomorrow for fashion week. So I'm excited about that, but I've just been traveling and just helping a lot of, you know, aspiring models, male and female, just to go after their dreams. I mean, that's the most important thing in life, you know, is just to go after our dreams and defy the odds. Like you and I are able to defy the odds, you know, by going after our dreams. And that's, that's amazing. (laughs) It is. I'm loving it. What a lot of British listeners might not know is about your charity work. You co-founded a, with your twin sister, um, yes. twin, of, twin of a kind. Could you tell us a little bit about the project and what you do and how you set it up in the first place? Yes, uh, Twin of a Kind Foundation. Um, it was founded in 2008 and we became a nonprofit in 2013. And our mission is, is basically, you know, we're about motivating and encouraging young adults to seek their full potential in life. We just want them to be the best versions of themselves. Mm-hmm. And so the reason why Twin of a Kind was founded was because of our backstory, you know, us being bullied and being over to overcome that because of different people in our lives and um, how we were able to overcome that. When we were young, we did not have any mentors really to be able to help us to kind of decipher, you know, what does bullying look like? How does it feel? And yeah. what do you do to overcome and combat bullying? You know, and so we decided we wanted to go out and share with our youth and young adults on, you know, the different life skills on how to overcome difficult challenges and obstacles in life. But, you know, um, in regards to um, bullying, conquering self-doubt or just having talks about parents just don't understand uh, about social media. I mean. You name it, we're talking about it, but we're just basically in your face. We're very proactive and we take life lessons and, um, you know, bring them to life and and show them what it looks like, what it feels like and how to overcome. So we've been doing that for a while now and we've been putting on conferences and we have our monthly workshops that we go go out to different schools and also uh, mental health agencies, uh, treatment facilities, and we put on an eight-week course. So it's been fun. It's been amazing, uh, rewarding. How do you fit it in with model life? How does the organization fit in with model life? Yeah, so I'm glad you asked that question because, you know, modeling has a lot to do with building self-esteem, building, Mm. um, you know, going after, you know, and conquering your fears just in regards to your psyche and, and being able to kind of overcome life's challenges. But we use modeling within our program because it really just reflects on, you know, how an individual is supposed to overcome difficult times in their yeah. lives, you know, whatever it, it may be, like their Im- self-image, you know, or body shaming, or, I mean, it's not so much as far as modeling, like per se on the runway, but I would say pretty much 
it really just deals with the person as an individual in regards to how they're supposed to be able to handle um, self-doubt, how to overcome some of those those negative words that we tell ourselves. It's almost like a, a recorder that's being played in your head over and over again that you tell yourself these destructive words yeah. that um, is that you're feeding yourself every single day. And how do you overcome that? But and we use, you know, I have a background in marriage family therapy. I have a, a master's in marriage family therapy. And I was a therapist for a while before I got into the modeling industry. And I use that background to actually help kids and young adults to kind of overcome the vicious cycle of what we tell ourselves every single day and what we have to do to teach ourselves how to say the positive things so that we can be able to thrive in society and overcome some of our fears, take risks and really go after our dreams. It's brilliant because it means that you've all your kind of background stuff that you've done before, your bachelor's degree in psychology, et cetera. It's, it's molded together with you with modeling. So you've got the two careers together with a real purpose. I think it's yes. fantastic. What changes you. would you like to see in the fashion industry, particularly with an attitude to older models, women over 40 being represented? Yes, I think that uh, with the older <laughs> models. Start? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I really think that we're the market, you know, uh, consumers that are out there, we're the ones that are our age bracket, our demographic is the ones are the ones that are buying the products, you know, so yeah. why not have us out there representing that? Um, and I, I'm just not, I, I'm all about the classic model. I'm all about, you know, whatever age, whatever height, whatever weight, everyone is being represented here. And I think that slowly, but surely we can start to see a change, you know, mm -hmm. hopefully, I mean, again, I, I just, I just really want to see more of yeah. it. You know, to be honest with you, I don't know. I go into these agencies and I go into these auditions and I see the same thing over and over again, you know, and these girls are that are, you know, very bone thin or, mm. you know, they're looking for these girls that are 13, 14, 15 years old. And I'm thinking to myself, like, although, you know, I under, I, I, I get it. I see an investor may want this type of look, but to be honest with you, it's just, it's not ideal. You know, it's not yeah. what we see um, on an average day. It's not what we see, um, you know, in the market. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just, it's, it's kind of, it's, yeah, I just. Do you feel under know. pressure living in that. LA to keep, to keep looking young? Is there more pressure, do you think? Because I think it's maybe a, a cultural thing as well. I think Britain's a bit further behind than you. Um, in, in the representation, I think America is slowly starting to use more diversity than, than we are here. But you probably have more pressure for the I youthful think so. look. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, social media and TV and our peers, you know, play a, a huge role. Not only that, just being our phones, you know, mm. having cell phones is, uh, is oh, my gosh. It, it yeah. gets in the way of having that pressure to... Um, look good and look young and look vibrant and and I think it's just really uh, taken away from who we're supposed to be as individuals how we're supposed to interact and how we're supposed to communicate but just in the fashion world period I think what we have to keep up with and it's ridiculous you know mm -hmm. I think back in our days <laughs> we didn't have like social media and telephones I just yeah. wasn't 
it wasn't in and we were all into interacting and communicating and finding out from one another what are the fashion trends or you know like Mm -hmm. just talking about it now it's just like oh we just everybody's down on looking down on their phones and yeah you know and it's just sad you know yeah we're all guilty of it you just get sucked into it don't you Mm, yes we do yes we do so what's next you've got plans anything exciting you can share um, well, well, like I said before, I'm going to Dubai tomorrow for mm. fashion, but I do have a great project. It's going to be a conference that I'm putting together. And I think that aspiring models are going to love it. Mm. Um, I just can't put it out right now, yeah. but I definitely, you will be excited because. Watch this face. <laughs> and not only that, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get a couple investors out on board with this project, but the one big thing that I wanted to do was um, have it to go internationally too, not just domestic. So that is something that I'm really looking forward to. Um, And it's going to be a six to 12 um, city tour and um, it's going to be happening in 2019. So I'm very excited for that. Um, Look forward to busy, busy. Yes, 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 yes. So final three questions, which I ask everybody that comes on the show. Favorite song, what motivates you? My favorite song. Oh wow. I gotta think about that one. Can yep. we come back to that one? Yeah, <laughs> um, a book that inspires you. A book that inspires me. Is, oh, the five love languages. Uh this this book I read this during my uh program, my master's program, but um it's how to express your heartfelt commitment like to your mate and to your loved ones. It really outlines like the five ways you express and experience love with people. And you know, some of those gifts are like or, or some of those qualities are um receiving gifts, quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service, and physical touch. But that would probably be my most favorite book. Um people just need to learn how to communicate and interact with one another. But once you know how to communicate and interact with others, this world would be such a greater place. I think yeah, that, like, yeah. Easier for everybody. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Who inspires you? I would like to say Michelle Obama. I mean, yeah. yes, our former United States first lady, yeah. Michelle Obama. I mean, she really just exemplifies strength, courage, leadership, kindness, love, compassion. I mean, our future is female, you know, and mm-hmm. I think that she inspires us just to become our better selves, you know, the best versions of ourselves. And I think because of this trying time right now, what's going on in yeah. politically and around the world uh, with hatred and it just everything. I mean, she really puts me in a mindset that we all have to do a little bit more. We all have to get out there and, and be extra basically in order to help one another and be kind. So yeah. I really, yeah, I look up to her. Perfect. So last one, favorite song. Favorite song. song. What song motivates you? Wait, what it is by? It's by. Oh my gosh! Um, this girl is on fire. Um, <laughs> Alicia Keys. Yes, Alicia Keys. Keys. Yeah. And you've got yes. a good voice. <laughs> oh, thank you, girl. That was wonderful. But yes, thank you. <laughs> well, thank you. I love your slogan that you use on social media: "Living a purpose-filled life." I think that's that's. Really, a lovely slogan to live your life by, and I really think that's what you're doing. And helping fly the flag for women over 40. So, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on and talking about this because oh, it's I'm brilliant. A- it really is. I'm, I'm <laughs> inspiring and motivating. And 
you know, the more midlife women hear about other women doing things, uh, just gives everybody else a little bit of confidence, I think. So thank you. Yeah, to keep up to date you. with everything that Erin is doing, you can follow her on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at It's Erin Green. I'll put all the links on the show bio. And thank you, Erin. It has been an absolute pleasure to talk with you. And I look forward to watching you grow even more and see what you're doing and getting up to next year. So thank you. Great. Thank you for having me and much success in your modeling career. Thank you for listening to Out of the Bubble podcast. I'll be back in a fortnight when I'll be talking to Imogen Clark, who aged 52 started a new career and has just secured a free book deal with Amazon and is now a full-time author. If you'd like to subscribe to the podcast, you can download it on the Anchor app or over on Apple Podcasts. And I would really appreciate anyone leaving reviews. That would be fantastic. In the meantime, keep being fabulous.